You know the expression DMCs, don't you? Well, I guarantee you this podcast will bring deep and meaningful conversations, but with music at its epicentre. This is Deep Music Chats with me, Emma Nolan. In each episode, we meet a new guest, musicians and those who are hugely passionate about music, and we hear about the songs that are synonymous with the most significant moments of their lives. So... Are you ready for a DMC? Joining me this week is exciting rising Irish star Leisha, who's just released her brilliant new single, Gravy, while gearing up for her highly anticipated EP release. Welcome to Deep Music Chats. Leisha, you are currently isolating somewhere in the west of Ireland. Um, I am. How is lockdown the third going for you? Oh, the third. Um, it's definitely heavier this time than the others, I think. Like, I I think I was sort of denying everything that was going on, hence why I even ran away to an island. I was like, if I'm on a small island, like, I'll just have this choice of being somewhere new. It's fine, but um, yeah, it's heavy. It, yeah, I'm just trying to keep my head afloat and, and work on some songs and things like that. But it, yeah, You've it's, been it's um, really busy with releasing and stuff. Obviously, movies yeah. only out in the last little while and then Gravy's coming at the end of the month as well. So, yeah, it is. Um, are these songs that you would have written while you're uh, isolating on your island or were these in the works beforehand? They were in the works beforehand, particularly Gravy. Gravy, I actually started writing back in 2019. Um, oh, no, okay. I knew we were going to be in a pandemic, but um, movies and healthy. Well, movies, I, I also did write um, before that, but healthy, I wrote kind of right in the middle of lockdown. And it was when I was just kind of, I'd been in therapy for a couple of months and I was kind of looking at it in a way of like, what is health? Like, what's healthy? Because another way when people say things like, oh, make sure you're keeping healthy. I'm like, what? Like, what? What mm. is that actually? Like, it's not just yeah. water and fruit and all these other things, do you know? Yeah, exactly. Because um, a lot of people would say like, exactly, it's the food and water, but actually, yeah. you know, keeping a healthy mind and, healthy and everything mind else and working with, it out yeah. and things. Absolutely. Because therapy is like your weekly workout really for your head. And um, it was really fun to to look at it from that perspective and figure out what it is that's healthy for me. So, you know, even just writing that was, was fun to break down. And uh, yeah, I guess I'm just trying to be a bit more vulnerable in my songwriting and things. So... It's funny to do that when you feel so enclosed in a lockdown um, to try and be connecting with people. But I guess that's, um, yeah, it's, it's one of the things that helps me a lot. So you're hoping to get an album together? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, very exciting. Yeah. Very I'll exciting. See, I mean, I definitely was trying to put a deadline on it and I was like, well, this is just going to screw it up because I'm, I'm just going to rush it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm slowly piecing some type of a body of work together. Yeah. Would you say um, being where you are, you just uh, were recording here on this wonderful piece of software. Thank you, Shane. Uh, but we can see uh, where Alicia is, is isolating and the view at her window and the, the lay, waves lapping up on the shore right now. It just looks so idyllic. Do you find inspiration in, in nature and serenity like that? Or is it more kind of personal experience or kind of what is, do you think that where you are will in any way influence the album that you're writing? Yeah, I think where I am is definitely going to influence it. I honestly, I'm so like I grew up in the city in Galway like I, I get very <laughs> like overwhelmed if I'm uncomfortable or cold or anything do you know what I mean like I'm not not much of a nature person like I was in scouts for a while but I'm pretty sure I just stayed there for a bit longer because there was a board that I fancied so <laughs> I'm not I'm not the best like outdoorsy person but it is nice to because I'm literally living on a beach like I can just go out for a walk and bring my coffee with me and it's like the mix of luxury meets nature and things and I guess I'm just coming out of my comfort zone in that in that way and and uh watching everything like I literally just see 30 goals down on the 
down on the shore just waiting for the water to come in so they can run away from it like and it tickles their feet like they're so cute like everything like animals and everything are just like watching everything change every day has been really nice and it's nice even to see the days change and it doesn't all feel so monotonous so for sure yeah yeah. I think there's a big difference even in um, in the the extra few minutes you're getting in the evening now you know like such a typical Irish thing today like the grand stretch but it does give you such a hope doesn't it it does it really does hopefully that we'll be coming out of this darkness soon absolutely absolutely Uh, Leisha really looking forward to this cannot thank you enough for your time and for coming on board and having a DMC with me today welcome to Deep Music Chats question number one Leisha what song will always remind you of your childhood Um, it has to be Edge of Seventeen by Stevie Nicks so I'm a massive School of Rock fan. Like that is one of the best movies of all time. I Agreed. remember watching it. Yes, I remember watching it and seeing Summer, and just being like, "That's me. I'm that kid that's like, do you want me to get extra like notes for it? Like I'll do. You know, I was that kid kind of yeah, without yeah. being. And then I wasn't the one that was like, you forgot to give us homework. Now I wasn't that kind of a kid, but I was definitely very enthusiastic um, in school. And watching that was so fun and. I particularly remember the scene where uh, Dewey brings Miss Mullins to a bar and they start having a couple of drinks and he puts on Edge of Seventeen and I was like, what? is this and I knew Fleetwood Mac growing up but like I mean I think School of Rock came out in what like 2003 oh was it maybe I still so, remember it being in the cinema though and wanting to go see it and I remember yeah. when it came to Extra Vision and you could never get it in Extra Vision yeah. for so many weeks because it was always out rented somewhere like, yeah it was such a good movie and still is and um so I was probably oh I was born in 97 so I was probably like seven or eight when it came out so I was like I kind of know this song, but I you know when you hear a song years later and it's just a song that exists and you don't actually realize that it's somebody sat down and recorded it and wrote it. It just like exists. Sure. It do, you don't break it down. It came into your life at a time that you just enjoyed it, but you never really sat down and thought about it. Yes. Oh, yeah, exactly. But I just thought it was so cool. And I remember saying to my dad, like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And he already had the album, of course, the Belladonna album. And um, yeah, that was this big start, like the obsession of Stevie Nicks for me. <laughs> Speaking of childhood, then, and you mentioned your dad obviously had the album. You come from a musical mm. family? I do. I do. My parents, my mum my grew up playing traditional music and that's kind of how my parents met because my dad moved to Galway so they're both from Mayo and moved to Galway and they met in the city and dad was kind of just starting to play guitar and and kind of learn how to back trad music and sing some songs and things like that so they met kind of through music um kind you know it was through friends and and things like that that was always kind of music was kind of the heart of all of it which I always thought was really sweet um so yeah they would have kind of just showed me loads of things and my, you know my sister was really musical as well like I'd say at one stage she was playing like eight or nine instruments no problem um and yeah just growing up in a house like that was really exciting because it was there was such a mix all the time because dad would be like here's this folk song here's this rock song my sister would be like here's aqua barbie girl and my <laughs> mom would be like here's this tune like you know, yeah. was, you know there was such a mix all the time and it was it was really nice tell me about a song that will always bring you back to a time or a place or just a moment just one of those glimpses of like good memories a moment where you just felt truly blissfully happy electric feel by mgmt like that's one of the most perfect songs ever, ever, ever. And, you know, talking about my sister again, I remember like so long ago, we both ended up getting iPods from Sandy. And she knew how to get like 
really good music, you know, from like she'd have friends passing CDs, there'd be all stuff like that all the time. And so I filled up my iPod just with every all the songs that she would have had on iTunes, not really knowing what was there. I mean, there was like such a mix of things like there was Imogen Heap, didn't realize who Imogen Heap was, actually thought it was a guy for a while, even though I know Imogen has quite a high voice, but I thought there was a guy. And, and you know, there was MGMT there. There was um, there was just loads of music that I, I got to go and discover. It was nearly like having a like discovery playlist, which is really I remember stuff. going to Mayo with my mate, right? Years ago, mm-hmm. I was like a young, young, young teenager, like, but she is family living up in Mayo. So we were up in Mayo for a, for a week or something in the summer with her family, you know, and it was great crack. We just had the best time ever. But her cousins had iTunes well figured out and the rest of us didn't. Like none of yeah. us really knew what yeah. we were at. There might have been 11 songs on your iPod and oh. you were working really hard to scrape those. Maybe, you know, maybe mm-hmm. that's a bit low. But, you know what I mean? there wasn't, but basically, <laughs> however many songs you had in your iPod, you'd burnt them all out. And right. I can't even remember how we were navigating it, but I remember we all went to the cousin's house and all plugged in our iPods yes. to that yes. iTunes. And we're like, there was hundreds and hundreds. And yeah, 40% wouldn't be your vibe but you just yeah. loved the just the, the, the amount of diversity that was yeah. there was amazing yeah. versus your same old 20 on your iPod you know you'd be like I have this artist have you heard of them yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. big time big time it was just such a weird time for iPods they were such a sought after item but nobody really knew how to get music on them and no one was really at the yeah. time willing to pay big money for them obviously now yeah. people are much more aware of like having to pay property for music but back then I think it was still a bit like what do you mean that's going to cost me a five yeah, or the <laughs> like I just remember that people being like, "Whoa!" Like, and then there would be other people that would be so excited to buy like a ringtone, yeah, and they'd yeah, be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're buying a ringtone, like infrared it to me, like yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, why does this particular song just bring you back to that? What, what, what is that moment of just the good memory associated with electric feel? Then, so I had my iPod. I would be in the back of the car all the time. When my parents would be going, I don't know, visiting family in Mayo or wherever we'd be going. Maybe we'd be coming out um, west and uh, I just remember like just being so excited to get into the car and listen to music because there's something so different I find about listening to music when you're traveling because you're forced to stay in a spot you can't you can't go anywhere you're well you are going somewhere yeah but you're not you know there's nothing to take you away from it um and having and with that you, you know, can get really into it so even if you're in your car like say you were when you were younger and you're with your parents yeah. and you might all be lost in your own thoughts and all that kind Absolutely. of stuff but you're kind of listening to the music in your way I do love that as well you know what it reminds yeah. me of you know when you go on holidays when you were younger with your family and you're in Spain and it's all these Spanish random radio stations and all that and some of them are doing the really cool Spanish music but others are doing like just the big worldwide hits so the top 100 of the week almost where they're like yes I love this I know this one into it (laughs) and you kind of listen to it for the first time all over again and it's brilliant absolutely yeah being somewhere can also alter that and you know Electric Feel has just been one of those songs that I'll just never not love like it's one of those clench your teeth together like why is this so good and mm. even just the story behind the two guys of MGMT you know they kind of just started messing around and recording and I think it was like in college or something and they didn't mean they kind of just fell into music and no and I, I, I did not know yeah. that they weren't necessarily like they were kind of just like taking the piss and mm. um I, I could be kind of wrong now but I'm sure I'm you know someone came along and was like hey this is really good let me help you get this out to people and even at that they were like okay you know and I, I just you can hear that you can hear that playfulness and yes yeah, experimental just, like very experimental yeah, yeah I just actually had to refresh my memory there um, obviously I was like yeah Electric Field Kids uh, what, what, what's the name of the other one I love and I was like of course time to pretend 
yes. times pretend. Yeah. It's yeah. just and that's influenced synth sounds and everything, and and mm-hmm. lead lines and everything like that for me, uh, making music especially. Can you choose a particular song that will kind of that brings you back to work? Was the soundtrack of a period even of your teenage years? And what is that song and why? I don't really know if it's like. It's not completely a song, but I was obsessed with uh, Foster the People Torches album. At that time, that was like 2011. So I was just, I was probably just in second year in in secondary school. So like I was just starting to properly sit down and, and learn how to really like perform a song on my own I mean I didn't I actually took a long time to start singing for people I was really scared of that really yeah I was like in voice lessons for like two years before I actually sang for my parents they were like hello why are we paying this girl Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know um but that album I, I have like such fond memories of like walking to school it's like another thing like all of these memories are just like I'm doing something really really monotonous but like walking to school and hearing that album and like you know I'd get to a hill and I'd be I'd hate this hill that I'd have to walk up every day and and but I'd have the album on I'd be like okay I'll get up faster because of this album and yeah it was just you know I'd be excited to listen to music on my way to school and then I'd be excited to listen on my way home and then get home and, and learn it or practice it or, or figure out my way of of playing it what age were you or ish like at what point do you remember saying this is what I want to do full time this is uh this is serious for me I think 14 15 I was like I could give this a stab I could, mm-hmm. like this feels like it was the one thing that just like I was good at or that you know that I felt good doing when you were in school did, did teachers support you as doing this as a full-time career or did they ever be like oh you know maybe keep music for something that you do as you know you're do, do you know what I'm saying did they, yeah, were they encouraging you, you to say like oh go and do a business degree yeah yeah I am um, they they weren't no there was there was not there wasn't much of like oh you should do this degree or whatever like I knew I was going to study music so I studied in BIM and when even when I was putting that down on my CAO so this is a couple of years later obviously when I was putting that down on my CAO I just remember my career guidance teacher being like I think I only put one thing down and I was like that's all I that's I was like that's all I that's the only course I could see myself doing otherwise I'll just not go to that college or I probably won't go to college like, I don't really I, I didn't really know but I was like is it okay to just put one thing down I was like so I'm so cocky I was so sure of myself that I was going to get in as well like okay Alicia and um luckily I did but you know and and uh he was just like well you may as well just put other things down just in case and I was like okay fine um but no like there were you know I had lovely I had very nice teachers and some who were mad into music who would be just excited just be like ah what are you gonna do like sing a song like we, ne- we didn't we didn't necessarily have many like talent shows I think we had maybe two in the whole time that I was in school which was like such a big deal because we were like oh my god we're gonna get to do something fun so mm-hmm. got to do that um but yeah no they, they were they were grand they were more just like just get grades because you can always change it afterwards you know absolutely yeah, yeah. you mentioned foster the people uh, and the people there mm-hmm. and you me- mentioned mgmt also so I just have to yeah. ask because it was like in my head as like a band that I would relate to those. Were you a fan of Empire of the Sun? Of the Sun, yes. Yeah, definitely. good. Yes. Yeah. There was Again. a coffee shop that I used to go to. Well, my parents actually, well, it was a coffee shop during the day, kind of wine bar, small place in Galway. Yeah. Um, it was called Silvicolo. And they would go sometimes, like some evenings and they'd come back. And I remember my, so my dad introduced me to so much good music. Like he introduced me to Empire of the Sun because he came home that night, uh, when it, one of the nights and he was like, hey, the the, the cool guy in, in the place was playing this really cool album. I think, you know, you should listen to it. And like yeah. he put it on and I was like, oh, this is so it's good. I love good, yeah. funky drums and stuff mm-hmm. like that as well. That's so funny that you bring them up because they do, they fall into that same kind of 
they kind of do yeah just yeah. a little collection of fun experimental good feelings like loads of positive yeah. endorphins um empire so i don't know why my brain's gone so blank empire on or of, of the, the sun. sun of, of the, the sun, sun. Yes. excuse me to empire of the sun i love you Not so much all. sorry i just haven't yeah. said their fan title name in too long so to be great, but yeah that's um, no they're album. great such yeah, a good yeah. album yeah to kind of take the tone a little bit differently if you ever have mm. been in a darker place or just were having a tough time or struggling with something was there a particular song that you kind of gravitated towards or wrapped its virtual arms around you and what was that song mm. sadness don't own me by the staves So it's from their 2014 album, I think it's 2014, called If I Was. And Bonnie Bear, Justin Vernon did production on this. And I've always been such a huge Staves fan. So this is their second album. And I was, you know, I was also like a huge Bonnie Bear fan, like the rest of the world. And so when they were working together, I was like, oh my God, there's going to be such a good album. Um, And I think it's like one of the last songs on the album. I just remember, so it's called Sadness Don't Own Me. And it's sort of like, because like sadness and things like, like, you know, heavy emotions, they do overtake you like they'll they'll like you feel the blanket on you and you're like oh my god just like leave me alone for a minute and there's even a lyric in it that's I'm a passenger satellite still hanging on and I just love that because it's like it's almost like you feel like you've completely floated away from your own world and you know what's going on and you're just kind of trying to talk to sadness or at least that's how I kind of interpret the song and you're kind of like please just like give me a break for a minute um and it was helpful in that it was able to you know I was able to differentiate sadness for like as an emotion or as as something that I was ex- experiencing rather than being sad as an I am sad it wasn't exactly like that so I think it's, it's when just you, you separate it like that and almost like if you were to talk to it it is yeah it's not you if that makes sense exactly or I'm not my you're experiencing right now but it's not you yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so it, it's it's a gorgeous album that uh, our song and, and album of course and the piano just it kind of settles you it's kind of like a cup of tea you know yeah I'm yeah. gonna gonna get on this sounds yeah, beautiful I, think, I can't yeah. wait to hear it properly yeah I think you like it is there a particular song that will always remind you of that really fun time when you ov- when you either really fancied someone and you were kind of ca- catching the fields and falling in love or it can just be you're just so just a song that reminds you of someone that you love this is kind of a this is like an absolute rare kind of pick but there was this album called Sunday 91 by an artist called Annie Eve um I don't think she's released since but she had this song on the album called Bedtime and it was like it sounded exactly like what I was trying to write at the time or trying to make or kind of a sound that I was trying to come to so she's an artist from the UK um and she has this song called Bedtime she uses lots of her vocals which which was like super influential for me because at the time is when I was like really falling in love with songwriting yeah um I was also yeah I work a lot with Sean Behan um who is my partner and also partner in crime when it comes to music and we you know we met when I was like 16 I was 16 he just turned 17 and uh we both realized that how much we loved music and I never really had that kind of a person that like was so obsessed with music the way that we like individually were so when you were able to be like that with someone else it was so good so we like listened to this album inside out and like <laughs> it sounds so cheese but like we'd be like let's listen to it in the dark like, oh, <laughs> yes. okay. like we just yeah, really yeah, wanted yeah. to take it in and yeah. um so yeah that that album even though it's actually a really heartbreaking album album um 
and it's really dark it's just a gorgeous like that song bedtime she just builds up loads of acoustic guitar and loads of her vocals and it's it's just very witchy and in a really cool way and yeah it was a really nice time to pinpoint I guess like falling in love but with John reminds you that moment like that whole building and like I it, there's mm. nothing better I don't think you know when you're in the in those lovely early stages and like obviously and uh, that can always last but that like huge enthusiasm when you find the thing that you both love so like yeah. if it was interior lighting it's that like ridiculous yes. oh my god did you see the interior light today in the window of whatever it's, store yes. isn't it so cool whereas like normally like as in you'd admire it but you wouldn't have anyone's text about the light that's inside the shop window yes. you know what it, it's that yes. kind of like yeah let's listen to it in the dark let's listen to it when it's raining let's listen yeah. to it when we're drinking tea yeah pause it pause that what's that part what is that part what's going on all those things i yeah and we still do that so it's very sweet i love that mm-hmm. if you and the total flip side and again this doesn't have to be anything romantic but if you ever being heartbroken about anything in life was there a song that um just kind of again you mentioned earlier like that warm cup of tea just kind of helped you a little bit well the red album by taylor swift is very momentous or is the word i don't even know you know it's like yeah for me being what in ty i think that's when it came out um and trying to so <laughs> I won't go into too much, but I was in I was in a relationship for a while. Um, it's funny looking back on it now with the 24 year old perspective and thinking, why did I think it was so serious and important? But that's exactly what happens at that age. And it's, you know, it's really important to honor it. And I did mm. with this album. It was amazing. And on that album is All Too Well. I think it's one of Taylor's best songs ever. And I think lots of people agree with that and you know it's one of those songs that I remember hearing for the first time and so for her it's you know it's a, it was about one of her massive breakups as well that's what she says that it's you know she she leaves her scarf at her ex's house and she's like you probably still keep it because you probably still miss me and you know because mm. you want to think these things and even the lyric like you call me up again just to break me like a promise so casually cruel in the name of being honest like Oh my God, fuck me up, sis. That's so good. Say that line again. I'm sorry. That just really like it did like it gave me a little like virtual spar through the chest there. So that again, call me up. Call me up again just to break me like a promise. So casually cruel in the name of being honest. Like, you know what she's saying there. It's like, why are you calling me just to state the facts? Like, you know what you're doing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the, it's, do you think, you you would know better than me as a bigger, probably Taylor's fan. I need to go back and actually go back through right again it's been years since I listened to her properly but like her lyricism is fantastic like isn't it always has been and a biggest influence on me as a songwriter absolutely because you, you know think of it double album this year evermore oh, Love. oh perfect thank yeah. you so much like <laughs> so good it's it's been so fun to even just like as a fan to watch her and I'm like you know like people are like oh you're so obsessed I'm like no I'm possessed like don't even start but, <laughs> but it's so nice to watch her as, as a as a songwriter you know have a bit more fun and you know she said recently as well she doesn't feel like it has to be so diaristic anymore and she's just you know writing these stories and it's really fun to get lost in it and I just think it's I've been yeah. so lost in um I well, obviously there was a few standout ones and folklore that I but then I went into a really deep place with Evermore just okay. weeks I didn't want mm-hmm. not like in a deep you know just more like there was nothing else I wanted to listen to personally yeah. on my own for, for a while like nothing else yeah. as soon as the album would finish and they'd throw on a suggested song I was like no get back and no, start again yeah, yeah it's funny how it had that kind of effect on me that like no and if I was hanging out and drawing or whatever I was doing if I wasn't mm-hmm. listening to what I kind of wanted to be listening to but yeah she really and just the whole even the imagery of her just kind of getting lost in the woods and 
I know. And even the way she came out and said, I just wasn't finished. I went into a certain kind of place with folklore and I just had more to do. So here. Yeah, it's just you can get you can imagine how she got so, so um, wrapped up in all the stories and the characters that she was you know, making and developing because even for me, you know, right now I'm, I'm trying to, I'm writing a little bit from like the perspectives of my very strong specific emotions. Um, like, you know, like even neediness, you know, how like all the things that you do when, when you know you're being needy and you don't really know how to stop yourself and you're like, Oh God, I text them four times in a row. Maybe I should text them to, to say like, say sorry. Oh, <laughs> no, oh, sorry, don't mind my, and then you're like, now I just text, text them five times in a row. Like, um, it's, it's, I can imagine. And you know, just that it's, it's one of those things where she, like she, like you said, she, she wasn't finished. She was probably like lying in bed. Well, I don't know. I'm being a weirdo now, but like, I could imagine myself lying in bed, wondering about these characters or ideas that I've come up with and being like, wait, they would say this though. And they're not, it's not finished. So of course, yeah, it's and, and also like, probably having that moment of like, why do I have to wait to build up to release for another year? I have it now. Mm-hmm. The world is in lockdown. It's been a crappy year for everyone. I have this material. Let's just release the story because remember yeah. then there was talks wasn't there it was like oh, oh does she have a third album on the way because she does yes. now, she does play with her fans a lot and leave these clues yeah, yeah, yeah. there was I a know. few things like that along the way but she did come out and say no 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 there's there's not a third um that, that's that no. but yeah no yeah. it was great you did mention I kind of cut across your story there but just essentially sorry Red in general and that particular mm-hmm. song on Red um, a, a breakup when you were younger that you thought you know was, was the bee's knees and you obviously were quite hurt by whatever happened or just the breaking yeah. up just hard in general yeah Absolutely. Like grieving, grieving a relationship at that age, I think is really confusing because it is that like, you know, even like you said, like, look at this cool light and you want to text that person about the cool yeah. light in the window. And and it's just all of a sudden that's just gone. And you're like, you know, have you, there's so many moments later on, you know, after a breakup or whatever it is that you could be like, oh, I can tell. Oh God, no, I can't text them. Like, you know, th- th- even that, that's just so shit. So the, yeah, it's, it's just a perfect song to cry to. Yeah. And I, and I did a lot of that. <laughs> you spoke there a lot about inspiration inspirations during this during this episode both obviously your dad and and the music introduced you to along the Mm -hmm. way and we just talked a lot about Taylor um could you narrow down even a genre or a band or an artist or a song that inspires you I think genre wise things change a lot for me um and I feel myself kind of gravitating towards different worlds every two years so I wouldn't necessarily say it's exactly like a genre or a band or anything but when I was thinking about this, um, a song that just kept coming up in my mind was Slow Burn by Casey Musgraves. And I know it only came out in 2018, so it's quite recent, but it's up there because, you know, it, it's really, as an artist, as someone who started writing and recording quite young, I imagined that there was sort of like a boat I had to get onto, and if I hit a certain age, that's it. I've missed the boat. Now that I kind of think about that a little bit more, I'm like, what boat? Where's it going? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are no boats going anywhere right now. But... Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't want to be worrying about getting on a boat at a certain time right now. Everyone just no. chill. Yeah, yeah, everyone just chill. But, um, you know, the, the, I for some reason just put like numbers in, in my mind of like what I should have done by a certain age, thinking that that would actually drive me on to do what I want to do or do what I need to do. But really, it's just extremely limiting because it means every decision I make is based off a future version of myself that I don't even know will want what I'm trying to give myself. Um, So, you know, Casey's song is all about that. It's sort of like, I'm all right with a slow burn. Like, you know, I'm taking my time. I'm letting the world turn. I'm not, I'm not going to freak out too much about it. Um, And 
you know, even even she was only writing that at what, like 30, 31 or something like that. You know, I'm, I'm so far away from that. And there's just, I just luckily, I think, have so much time. I mean, it's not guaranteed, but that's the thing. Like, it's kind of like, it can be a slow burn to like, take your time with it. If you don't want to rush something, like don't, if you want to do it right now, do it. Like, you know, it's, it's a song that kind of grounds me in that sense. There's always been that almost, and I'm a very visual person. Like when I describe that, I see it as like a, not a ladder, but like, yeah, something that has these monumental times in life. So like yeah. she may or may not have been influenced by turning 30 and by turning 30, Maybe. there's this yeah. whole thing, your whole life that you're like, and it's funny, the closer you get to 30, the more you're like, that's ridiculous. Exactly. But when you're a kid, you're like, oh, of course, by 30, I'd have my own house. My house, like, car, the person, the dog, it's, like whatever it is that you, yeah. Which yeah, is so yeah. ridiculous because 30 to me in my head is like just, you know, more crack <laughs> than, yeah, well, than the 20s were. Apparently. Yeah, know, apparently, apparently more acceptance and less, um, more like a sense of acceptance about things and yeah. just like breathe. Yeah. And hopefully, cool. hopefully, like in my eyes, I, you know, a lot of the people that are around me, I'm pretty much all the people I have surrounding me are gorgeous, lovely people and yeah. very lovely souls. And I can't imagine, you know, the, the, older I get the more years that pass the better those kind of relationships get and I guess it's just down to vulnerability as well and just being open with people and knowing that not everyone's gonna meet you with the same type of warmth and like it's fine because it whatever yeah. you can just walk yeah. away from them you're not in school anymore you don't have to stick sitting beside them on all these things you know yeah you don't have to dread tomorrow morning or friday morning when yeah. that class and you have to sit beside them you just yeah mm-hmm. you can just as you said you can walk away you spoke a lot about the great people in your life uh friendship wise you know the way i love that uh, typically at a festival or something you can imagine the friends dragging Aww. each other into that, into that tent because it's our you song know? or it's our band Aww. is there a song that would always remind you of a friend uh, who's the mate and why is it years sean and I like to dance around a lot to either like nothingness or songs or you know sometimes if the washing machine is kind of doing a cool beat we'll end up being like like around the washing machine but but, um, one of the songs that without fail that will just get us up is This Must Be The Place by Talking Heads again another perfect song like how how did they do that like it was just so so good and I love um I love how the song is well the way I read it is it's sort of about being young so you know the lyrics are like I got plenty of time you've got light in your eyes and you're standing here beside me I love the passing of time I I always found that that was such an interesting like sort of poetic way to say like we're young we don't really know what we're doing but we're doing it anyway and I'm loving the passing of time because like at least to me it kind of feels feels like I know it'll make sense soon as in mm-hmm. you know because for me like I feel like being in your 20s is so confusing I feel like you're like somebody's like you're carrying around the textbook for so long and like we were just talking about really you know you're kind of like wait a minute I don't have to follow this let me throw it out the window but then you're like oh my god what do I do now so I've, I sort of feel like in your 20s you figured that out and uh, this must be the place is the place to do that you know it's one of those songs for me 10 out of 10 answer again Leisha <laughs> you're really I'm really enjoying this thank you um, our second from last question is there a particular song that no matter when you hear it if you're having the best day ever and you just hear it and you're like oh it just got me uh, what yeah. song kind of will always make you just feel a bit emotional and why it doesn't even have to have a deep necessarily connection to you but it just has that effect I thought about this a lot and sometimes like it, it, it can kind of be like the context 
you know, like I'm such a sap and I'll watch something on Grey's Anatomy and they'll use any song and I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be gone. I think maybe without the context, like um, another stave song on that same album is called No Me, No You, No More. There's there's a lyric in it that says, now I can't go back to life before I knew that you didn't love me no more. And you're like... You know, it's like, I mean, it's the same thing that I kind of just said about, you know, being like, you can't text them anymore. You can't like you don't have them anymore. But all you do is have this like grief and like sadness and and also just like saying even like you don't want me anymore is like so hard to recognize within yourself. And I I personally I've grown up kind of want, you know, struggling with with people not liking me and trying to change everything about myself so that they do and um so it's one of those songs that just trying to admit that to yourself is, is really tough but it's just it's a gorgeous I'm so song. sorry that anyone ever made you feel like that <laughs> thank you ah it's grand because I ended up writing songs about it so it's fine <laughs> we have to talk about movies for a second on that because movies has an effect on me where Oh, wow. I don't like to compare, right? But I think that there's there's a couple of songs lately that instantly bring you back to. Um, it doesn't matter if you're over it; you just go back and think about. It. You know, it, it just it transports yeah. you back to a, a place yeah. and a time and someone who's who's not a, who, who you don't hang out with or you don't text about lights anymore. Um, <laughs> so obviously, the the huge one this week in breaking records left, right, and center. It's kind of unprecedented stuff from Spotify. Is um, Olivia Rodrigo's song? I know. Right? That is Doing. that song is everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I think in a way it has the transportation ability that movies does. Because movies wow. have that for me. Movies does that whole like mm-hmm. and then it really makes you think too about how music uh, movies set you up for this false sense of reality that rarely comes through too. That yeah. you could sit there for six months going, Oh, the rocks or the, the stones will definitely start hitting the window some night. Like it has to happen at some point. Yeah. It gives you such a self sense a false sense of hope and I think that you handled all of that really beautifully in movies on top of just the feeling of it really made me think too again about this whole like rom-com thing because I'm addicted to the likes of the rom-coms and stuff and I think that a lot of people male and female probably you know might think that the same might happen absolutely and as well because you know something I thought about when I was writing movies was like, I'm not the only one watching these. I'm also like somebody had to make this. Who made this? And it's so funny often looking at it, looking at it and seeing it was written by a guy and directed by a guy. And I'm like, hmm, <laughs> what do you well, like if you wrote it, do it. Like, do you know? Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. What I mean? and don't get me wrong. I've heard so many like wonderful romantic gestures. And yes, of course, people. Yes. People will go out of their way to make sure that someone feels love. I'm not saying that people don't. I'm just saying that like they need to end. I was going to say a romantic comedy, but maybe it wouldn't be funny then. No. But they need to do a romantic movie where like the girl doesn't try and get back with the guy and the guy doesn't try and get back with the girl or the guy doesn't try and get back with the yeah. guy or the girl doesn't try and get back with the girl. It just is. It's just over. There actually is a movie like that on Netflix. Like, will- or sorry, that movie is was so refreshing. Is the one about when they're in New York? Yes, and they just break up, and that's just it. Great person. It's just and over. you keep looking, it's... looking back on all the good bits, the bad bits, how it ended up, yeah. to be, like how it ended yeah. up to be so tragic. And I you're conditioned as a twenty-something yes. who's only yes. ever watched these rom-coms for them to get back together. That like yeah. it's just building up to the moment when they get back together, and they just and they and just don't. They don't. And, and that's fine. So refreshing. And in a way, it was getting like my friends were slating it. Like I remember we were texting about it at the time. I think someone was watching it, and they were slating it from the point of view of like, 
what an anticlimax like they didn't even get back together and I'm like we're just so conditioned to assuming that they're going to get back together and you're going to feel great after it and a side swifty uh, note on that is Death by a Thousand Cuts on the Lover album by Taylor Swift uh, was written based off that movie so yeah. Okay, I'm going to listen to that and then I might watch that movie again tonight. It's been a while since I've seen it. Um, yeah, final question, Leisha. You are a true joy um, and a weird question to end with. And um, we always get weird at this point. I love but this. I think we all have thought about this at some point. Uh, uh, if, if What song would you like to be played at your funeral? So, <laughs> I'm a big Bee Gees fan. Um, and it would be very funny to remind everyone that I am, in fact, not staying alive. So I think it would just be so funny. And then everyone can remember that they are staying alive, you know, they can carry it on. And also, it's just such a good song. Uh, so funny. I'm like, bye, bitches. See you later. You guys are staying alive. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. I think that's can. yeah. I think that's the way it goes on this on this on this podcast on this question in particular. It's like it's either a laugh or it's like you're all going to be weeping for a, yeah. a, a day after the song I've chosen. So I like that you're going for yeah. the comedic effect as well and get give people a good uh, laugh. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wouldn't want to upset them too much, you know. <laughs> Thank you, hon. Uh, I hope that someday when you get off your beautiful island, I can come and see you at a live gig, hopefully in 2021 somewhere. And in the meantime, yeah, continued success. Mind yourself and thank you. Thank you. It It was so nice to talk to you, Emma. What a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of Deep Music Chats and thanks again to Leisha. This podcast is recorded at Collaborative Studios and hey, it would just be unbelievable if you could rate the podcast, if you could review the podcast or subscribe, tell your mates about it and make sure you come back to have another DMC soon.